All right, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, August 24th edition of the MMA Open Podcast. I'm your host, as always, on the afternoon here with my boy, Big Marcel, Madam Martin. Glad for you guys to be here with us today. We'll be previewing UFC Vegas 35. Marcel, I'm looking forward to talking about this card with you, man. How's everything with you, man? Yeah, all good, man. Uh, our day of work, and uh, we're back, so uh, yeah, all good. Like your, your actual you? job, not your uh, second job. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I just saw you broke a fight, eh? Um, which fight is it? Nico Price and, and Cowboy Oliveira? It's not my break. John Morgan broke the fight. Okay, okay. What card is that for? That's for the October 2nd. Johnny Walker and Tiago Santos. Yeah, yeah. That's a good fight. That's a fun fight. I uh, just saw you tweet it out, so that's awesome. All right, so... Yeah, we are going to preview UFC Vegas 35 today. I'm looking forward to talking about this card with you, Marcel. Let's just get into it, Marcel. I mean, might as well. Uh, we got 12 fights to talk about, guys. So we got an hour, basically five minutes of fight. Let's get into it. First fight of the night, Manda Martinez against Guido Canetti in the UFC Bantamweight division. Uh, Manda Martinez making his UFC debut. Uh, on uh, tough circumstances, let's just let's just start talking about that. His uh, coach recently passed away from COVID. He actually tested positive for COVID. That's why he couldn't fight Trevin Jones last week. So if people are wondering um, why that happened, I got to be honest with you, Marcelo, I feel like it's almost like a blessing in disguise that it worked out this way for him personally because I think he's getting a much easier opponent here in Guido Canetti than Trevin Jones would have been or Kakramanov had he fought him or someone. But you look at the odds right now, Manny Martinez is a pretty big favorite, Marcelo, minus 220, Guido Canetti plus 260. So go ahead, break down the fight. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's it's a, it's a good fight, I think, to to start your UFC career with. To be honest, man, it's uh, Guido Guido Canetti. Uh, Guido Canetti hasn't fought for some time, man. I think the last time was in 2020, where he lost to uh, Bacharel Dana in the first round. Um, hasn't looked great at all in the UFC, in my opinion. He has two two victories against Hugo Viana and Diego Rivas. All his other uh, losses are are by finish, and all and, and three of the four are by a first round finish. Um, yeah, he's now fighting Mana Martinez, and we all know, man, how Mana Martinez fights. Uh, Mana Martinez comes for the kill. Um, looks good in many of his fights, man. Uh, sucks for him that he lost the contender series in a competitive fight against Rico Rodriguez, but it was uh, over within uh, within three minutes, I think. Uh, after that, Fury FC fight, and uh, he got signed after uh, knocking out Jose Johnson and looking for a fight. Uh, episode that finally got re- released last week man i mean <laughs> i saw they that were just in time they were just in time yeah. what was weird for me man they also signed fernanda padilla on that card but that wasn't on the episode for some reason so i don't know um yeah man we're going with uh, mana martinez and we're going with the first round knockout here man there we go yeah confident pick from our song and confident for me i feel very good about this guy in this fight uh i think he's a really good prospect marcel you know looking at his fights guy's super dangerous huge huge punching power for this division um and he has some decent like names on his resume like ricky turkios who's on this card as well we'll talk about him in a few minutes um and jose johnson is another good prospect who was on contender series and knocked him out too so and that was on the episode of uh looking for a fight that marcel was moving to this guy is dangerous as hell man he's taking on guido Kanang, and and the thing about guido is you know, I think he's a good, like, gatekeeper type myself for this type of uh, UFC debut. But I really question this guy being on the roster at this point. He's 2-4. and four. He's been in the UFC since 2014, barely fights. He's 41 years old. He's 17 years older in this fight, guys. That's the number one thing. I'll always bet against that. And he's coming off back-to-back stoppage losses. To- Granted, this guy has been fighting pretty good opposition throughout his career. I'll give him that. But, you know, Marcel, like... Th- I just think this guy's a huge fade. I actually think Manish should be a bigger favorite here, Marcel. I think 
minus 320 is actually kind of generous. I think he should be minus 500. Um, the only way I think that Guido could win is if he wrestles him, which he might have some success early on, but I don't think he would be able to do it for three rounds. I expect Manny Martinez to win this fight in a devastating fashion myself. Well, Manny Martinez by knockout as well. Um, what's the prop on that? Let's take a look at that. Manny Martinez, inside the distance, oh, okay, it's only minus 115. So, like, not really something you want to play. I would, you know, I mean, you could play, but if you want to play it safe and just take the uh, the money line. I think he's a good guy to, to consider for a parlay. I do believe he wins this fight. All right, go to the next yeah. fight here. Pat Sabatini against Jamal Emmers in the UFC featherweight division, Marcel. And the odds for this one, a lot tighter. We have uh, Jamal Emmers minus 150 and Pat Sabatini plus 130. What do you think about this fight? Interesting fight. The line has shifted, right? Because in the beginning, I think Pat Sabatini was the favorite yeah, and Jamal Amos was the underdog. No, they were both. They, he was. He was always the favorite, according to uh, to what I'm seeing right now. So Emory Open is a small favorite. But again, you know, it did shift at one point where people were betting it down. I know what you're saying now, but it's got back up to where it opened, basically. So it went like this, this, this. Now it's kind of staying still. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, man, if you look at uh, Pat Sabatini's UFC debut, um, he he looked solid in the first two rounds, but he gassed and Connolly did did very well in the third round. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, he, he looked like he, he looked like a future champion in that first round. I remember or first and one and a half round. Mm -hmm. He looked really good, but then he fa he, he he gassed hard and Connolly almost got him back there. If you look at Jamal Amos, I think Jamal Amos one of the most underrated guys in the UFC right now. Um, he he won against Vince Cachero. The Giga Chikatsu split decision loss. I think he actually should have won that fight to be real honest. I had 29 28 for him but okay that that could have gone either way so i had no problem with that he's solid overall man i really like jamal amherst for a long time i know he had one hiccup and that was in the dana white contender series uh recently 2008 i think 2018 against uh, julian erosa um but you also have to look at this record man dude has a win over Corey santag in lfa unanimous decision in 2017 and that's a huge win man if you look at if you look at it now you know he also got a win over alexander hernandez very early in his career um, do the solid man. I think he's very underrated by many fans. And if he can get past that first round where Sabatini is the most dangerous, in my opinion, uh, he should get the fight. So I take uh, Jamal Amos for a unanimous decision here, getting the victory. We got Andres here. It's up, fellas. Has everything good, Andre? Glad yeah. for you to be here, man. I, I actually feel the same way about you about this fight, man. I uh, I like Amos too in this fight. You know, I I feel like it's a decent line too, to be honest with you. Like I like this guy. You know, he's I think he's a much better striker. I know Sabatini did knock down Connolly. Granted, you know, Conley cut a lot of weight to make that fight, which I think affected his chin. Um, but talking about Emmers, you know, the one thing that I am worried about in, in this future is his chin because he has been dropped and knocked out a few times. But overall, I mean, the guy's a good striker, Marcel, and he's got a good ground game too. And I think that in this fight, he's just a more well-rounded guy. Sabatini has a good ground game, but, you know, the striking is not really developed. He did have one really nice knockout a couple fights ago. But other than that, really has never shown much on the feet. It's mostly a, um, his ground game. Um, I... I why you guys go back if you guys haven't seen it watch the fight with james gonzalez that was a nasty nasty uh arm break you saw that fight i'm sure marcel yeah and it was very surprising as well yes because was on the brink of signing with the ufc and then he got uh his arm pretty much ripped off his body almost yeah, yeah and they're calling nasty. it injury but like he got submitted in that fight guys i mean the guy had an arm bar in, or on the platter or something and snapped his arm so yeah or, sorry, it wouldn't be no plan it'd be an, an armbar but yeah i think it's a legitimate submission anyways the guy's he's decent right but the third round bothered me in the Conley fight. He gassed out so hard in that round, Marcel. And, you know, I think against a guy like Emmers, who is just a lot better than Conley, uh, I mean, this is a, to me, this looks like a tough fight for Pat Sabatini. I got to be honest with you, Marcel. I almost feel like the matchmakers are giving him a tough fight because they, they didn't like the third round. They're like, you know what? You can fight someone really hard now. 
you know, the only thing I'm worried about with Emmers is, you know, what happened with the Chaskelly fight, man, where, you know, he got <laughs> kind of like sick or something backstage. Hopefully that doesn't yeah. happen. If you play him in DFS this weekend, if you're going to have him on your drafting team, you better hope that that does not happen, you know? But I would yeah. like to think it was a freak accident. And by the way, it's kind of fun, ironic that he comes back sooner and Chaskelly's still, I don't think, booked for a fight, right? So that's ironic. Mm -hmm. I like Jamal Emmers in this fight, Marcel. I'm, I'm thinking probably decision, but... I think he could finish 17 too, potentially. But I think he had a decision. What are you thinking for the method? Yeah, I have a decision. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next fight here. Women's flyweight boat. JJ Aldridge taking on short notice replacement. Vanessa Demopoulos making her UFC debut. JJ Aldridge, one of the bigger favorites in the card here, guys. Minus 335. Vanessa Demopoulos, plus 275. You like JJ in this fight, Marcel? Or do you think Vanessa Demopoulos could maybe pull off the upset? Yeah, I like JJ in this fight, man, to be honest. I think JJ is uh, is also pretty underrated, man, in her division. You know, many people, uh, she is like solid, but not many people take notice of her. You know, she's, she, you see her actually nowhere. You know, you only see her when she's in the cage, and, and that's pretty much it. She That's pretty much it. So, I mean, I, I think she's pretty solid. Like I said, she's now fighting Dem Demopoulos. The the thing is, Demopoulos' uh, main training partner was Tracy Cortez. Uh, Tracy Cortez was supposed to fight JJ Aldrich, and mm -hmm. Vanessa Demopoulos was her main training partner for this camp. So that's very it's pretty funny actually. that now. That's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So so it's pretty funny that Demopoulos now fighting JJ Aldrich. I think Aldrich is, is is solid, but I think uh, I don't see her really getting in that top ten or whatever. You know, I think she's really between uh, under top ten, top twenty over there. You know, and for Vanessa Demopoulos, uh, she normally fights at strawweight. She was uh, also the former strawweight champion of the LFA. Um She had a she had a solid an okay fight on the Catanas series against Corey McKenna, but she lost that fight after that. She lost her title against Lupita Godinez and one of the craziest fights uh, that I saw in, in women MMA for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, then she defeated Cynthia Arceo. Um, I think will be a competitive fight, but overall I think JJ Aldrich will edge out a decision at the end. Yeah, I mean, I think you're probably right. Aldrich, you know, she has way more experience. She's uh, the taller fighter here by three inches. Eight inches of reach, guys. Like, and I, I talked about this on Twitter yesterday. I was like, Vanessa Demopoulos is a 59-inch reach. Like, who has a smaller reach than that? And someone pointed out Corey McKenna is 58, her last opponent in contender series. So those girls are in like the league of their own when it comes to short reaches, like in the 50 inches range. Like that's it's very short. So an eight-inch reach advantage for for Aldrich, who's a decent striker from the Southpaw stance. Um, and she's also four years younger in this fight. So you look at on paper, and Aldrich has a lot of the uh the advantages in this fight, Marcel. And I think she is the better fighter overall, but I will say this, you know, I got to be honest, guys, Demopolis, yeah, she she didn't look too good in that McKenna fight. I'll, 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 I'll say that. I didn't think she looked good, but you know what, Marcel? Like, she's pretty tough, man. She's a tough girl, and, like, the last fight, she looked amazing against Arshio. Absolutely smashed this girl in 30 seconds. Like, Granted, not a great opponent, but Anita's very competitive fight, Marcel. She has very good wrestling. Sam Hughes fight, very competitive. Submitted with an inverted, inverted triangle choke from the bottom, guys. It was insane. Great submission. I think Vanessa Nopolis is a little bit more live here than most people think, Barcelona. I'll be honest with you. I think, you know, Aldrich is decent, but I don't think she's great. Um, I'm still going to lean towards Aldrich for my pick, but I think that there's a chance Nopolis could pull this one off, guys. Honestly, I think she is that good in the ground where if the fight does go to the ground, she could pull off a submission. So my pick's going to be Aldrich, Marcel, but I, I don't want to sell um, Demopolis short, you know, just because she did have a poor fight in contender series, but I think she's actually looked pretty good since then. So. I think she's improved a little bit, but still, Aldrich with the experience and the reach advantage, I can't go against that for a pick. All right, 
Dustin Jacoby against Darren Stewart in the UFC light heavyweight division. So it looks like Darren Stewart's really made uh, committed to that move to 205 now, guys. And uh, Dustin Jacoby opens as the favorite here, Marcel. Minus 170, plus 150 for Darren the Dentist Stewart. What are you thinking in this one, man? Yeah, I'm not a fan for Darren Stewart going to 205, to be really honest, man. Uh, I think Jacoby will be too strong here. Um, Jacoby also has, has I think he has some okay cardio. You know, you saw against Kutelaba that uh, Kutelaba always gasses after after one round or after one and a half round, you know, and uh, Jacoby did well. The thing is with Jacoby, man, in his last two fights, one was a draw, one was a unanimous decision win, although I still think he didn't want against Grishin, but no disrespect yeah. to, to, to the dude, you know. Um, I think I think Stewart will try to get this to the ground, man. I think Jacoby tried to knock his head off. Um, I, I have just no trust in Darren Stewart at this moment, you know. I think uh, Dustin Jacoby wins this fight, man. I, I don't know how, to be really honest. I, I'm kind of 50-50 on if it's going to decision or he finishes him. Um, I think Stewart is pretty hard to finish, uh, definitely with standing. So, Another decision, man. I'm sorry. Decision for Jacoby. Yeah. That's what you're thinking. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm I'm leaning towards Dustin. I do think that there's a chance that Stewart could pull this one off. So I'm not like rushing to bet on Dustin Jacoby in this fight because what worries about me is him a little bit. He's a great striker. Don't get me wrong. He really is and good takedown defense too. But you know, his chin is a little bit questionable, I think. You know, he got dropped twice by aggression in that fight, Marcel. Very fortunate he won. You know what? It's a that's a it's a really good example of a fight where you know, the guy got dropped in the round, and almost always when someone gets dropped, they lose the round. But what happened was he controlled like four minutes and 55 seconds and got dropped with five seconds left, right? That's what happened, Marcel. So it's one of those interesting kind of fights where he probably should have lost, but he ends up gaining the win just based on how the scoring in this sport works, where he controlled the majority of the round. Anyways, you know, the last fight with Kudalaba, you saw the, at the beginning of the fight, the takedown defense was questionable, but ended up, uh, you know, outlasting him and, and outcarding him. And I, I kind of feel like he will be the overall better fighter in this fight. But again, Marcel, you know, I think Stewart, you know, I don't want to completely write this guy off just because he looked really bad against uh, Anders. Um, I don't think he looked good in those fights at all. But it's the guy who's been competitive with, like, Kevin Holland and, you know, other fighters like Edmund Shabazi during his career, and they're a decent fighter. So I don't want to completely count him out, but I, I still got to lean towards Jacoby in this one, Marcel. I got a question. Sorry, Glenn, I didn't see your question. He says, is Aldrich still training with Rose? Just looking at her uh, Instagram right now. Uh, and it's a picture of Aldrich and, J and uh, JJ. JJ Aldrich and Rose Namajunas on her Instagram. So, yes, they are training together. And there's video of them doing pad work, too. So, I mean, that's a good training partner, right? And she's had her throughout her career. For sure. <laughs> and I agree with Marcel. I think she's actually underrated. But I just think that, you know, stylistically, like, her takedown defense isn't good, guys. It's like 57%, I want to say. That's where I have my notes here. And Demopolis is a very good wrestler. So when she gets on top in the ground, you never know. But I think overall, Aldridge still is better fighter in that fight. All right, let's go to the next one, Marcel. This one's an interesting fight, guys. Sam Alvey taking on Wellington Tournament. I got to be honest, I, I'm surprised Sam Alvey got another fight. But I'm, I'm happy for him. I mean, he's a guy that always puts on a good fight. I think having a fight of the night in his last fight kind of gave him another chance. Takes on Wellington Tournament here. An interesting fight, Marcel. You got Wellington Tournament, actually the favorite, uh, minus 130. Sam Alvey, very small underdog, plus 110. What do you think is going to happen in this one, man? It's an absolute horrible fight to pick, to be really honest, because it's that close. Uh, this is the the most difficult fight, in my opinion, on the card to pick. Um, Sam Alvey, yeah, has looked really great as of lately, man. Let's be honest. I mean, his last win was against Jan Villante. It was a split decision in 2018. Um, after that, very, very many losses. He lost a split decision to Ryan Spann. 
he lost uh, R.E. Drew against Daoun Zhang, which is, that is actually a pretty good draw, you know, if yep. you look at how Daoun Zhang does mm -hmm. right now. And he lost to Julian Marquez for a United Choke. It's like, it's difficult, you know, to, to put any, uh, how do you say that, to, to back Sam Alvey. But if you look at this opponent, Wellington Thurman, it's even more difficult to back him, you know. Um, Lost in his debut, split decision against Carl Robeson. I think that was very close. Could have been his way as well. Then he defeated Marcus Perez. I think he was a pretty heavy underdog in that fight. Um, or, 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 or small, but I think he was an underdog. Uh, then he lost to Andrew Sanchez. He got knocked out in the first round. And after that, again, he got knocked out by Bruno Blindado Silva uh, last fight. So now fighting Sam Alvey. The thing is, I think it's really close. But I think Wellington Thurman is super chinny, man, to be really honest. Mm -hmm. Sam Alfie has that knockout punch, that counter knockout punch. I expect Thurman to go after him, and I expect Alfie to land. So I go with Sam Alfie, but knockout in this one, man. You know what's funny? I'm looking at the, the bout order. There's four middleweight fights in a row, actually, and there's actually five on the card myself. This is like the middle. Remember that one card, UFC 146, and it was all heavyweight yeah. fights in the main card? Yeah. I love that. I'm going to do that again. Eh? I'm going to do the, the all middleweight card. So I, I actually really agree with Marcel because this is the one fight in the card that I'm kind of going back. Well, there's actually a call, there's actually another one too, but this one especially, I feel like it is a tough fight to call because Alvi, you know, he does have the power, but the thing is, Marcel, I'm looking, I was looking at the stats in depth and like he actually only has one knockout win in the last five years. So the power hasn't been there. He's actually been dropped four times, guys, in his last six fights. Granted, well, he determines also been knocked out his last two fights. So I think it's two guys that are chinny. I don't just think yeah. it's Sam Wellington. I think Sam Alvey's also getting chinny. And it's all the wars he's been in. Um, I definitely think Sam could win this fight. So I'm not like running to the winner of the Ben tournament by any means. But I can't back a guy that's 0-5-1 and and in his last six fights. I can't do it, Marcel. You know, against a guy in Wellington Tournament who is not a great fighter, but he is a, he's only 25. He's young. And he's a good wrestler too, Marcel. I think if he can wrestle Sam Alvey, he can win this fight. So, uh, I hate picking this one too. It's a it's a brutal this, fight. This, to pick. I, I would never put, put this in my parlay, man. Never. Never. No, this, I, this is a fight I don't want anything to do with guys. But uh, I'm going to lean towards Wellington because I think that he's got more upside as the younger guy with the better wrestling. But would it shock me Sam Alvey knocked him out? Not not at all. So that's why I'm digging this one. Andre says we can also say me. let's say a draw. Yeah, it could be <laughs> like the Dan Jung fight. This could be the draw. Glenn says Dana must love Alvi not to have caught him yet, especially with 11 of his 21 fights, uh, UFC being outside the US, before he makes, takes no damage. And this could be the fight where he does take no damage because I agree with Marcel. I think Wellington's very chinny in the last two fights. Like, he wasn't just knocked out, he was like brutally knocked out, guys. Like, like, like knocked out cold. So yeah. the last fight was in June, not that long ago. That's, that's a worry for sure here. Um, but again, I just don't know if I can pick Sam Ali or so. I just the guy's on such a decline. Ten years older in this fight, I, I can't. I don't think I can do it. But he no, could win. Okay. He's got the power to do it, I guess. But uh, all right, well, this guy, <laughs> this is another guy in the next fight here, Marcel. I, I don't know what to think about this guy anymore because I was so high on Abdul Razak Alassan for a long time, and after the whole um, alleged rape incident where he was cleared of, missed two years of action, he's looked like a shell of his former self, Marcel. And Alessio DiCirco here coming off an incredible knockover, Walking Buckley, another guy who's struggled in the UFC, but coming off a great win. And Abdul Razak Alassane, Marcel, three straight losses. You have the odds here. And Alessio DiCirco is actually a big favorite, minus 230, plus 190 for Abdul Razak Alassane. What are you thinking, man? 
I think Alessio Di Chirico has more ways to win. You know, Alessio Di Chirico can can win the fight with his cardio, with a decision, can get the fight to the ground, submit Al Hassan. I think Al Hassan might have a, an advantage in the first round with striking, probably. You know, I think that's where Alessio Di Chirico has to uh, pay attention. But we saw that in the last three fights, man, Al Hassan. Yeah, the first round against Lazes was pretty okay until four minutes, and then Lazes took over. Uh, the Chaos Williams one that was 30 seconds, and he got knocked out, and the Jacob Malkoon one was pretty horrible, actually. So for me, I, I can go with uh, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, man. And I think Alessio Di Chirico, um, he looked solid against Joaquin Buckley last time out. He was, I think he was a huge underdog in that fight because uh, Buckley had to, that whole hype behind him, you know. Before that, he lost three straight, but... I still think the Kevin Holland fight, he won that fight, man. Uh, if you look at the Muradov fight, that was also close. And the Zach Cummings fight was close, but he got dropped in the last second. So the thing is, his his record looks worse than it actually is, in my opinion. You know, and he's going to win against Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Uh, how he's going to win, either going to take a decision or he finishes him via submission uh, in the later rounds, I think. So that's my opinion. That's my prediction. I have a hard time backing Alassane at this point, guys. Like, the last three fights look terrible. Um, the Lizez fight, disappointing. I think a lot of us played him that night. Chaos Williams, I did bet on Chaos that night, so I got back a little bit. But the Malkoon fight, I, I couldn't believe how dominated he got by a guy that, you know, Jacob Malkoon, that just we didn't even think was UFC caliber. That is such a worry in this fight. And, and you know what, 185, I don't think he's the same guy either, Marcel. I think at 170, he did have that power advantage. I guess a lot of guys, I don't think it's the same at 185. Um, the Chirico, you know, he's been inconsistent, but the last fight definitely showed he's, he's got the skills. And you know what? I was watching his fights back, and the guy is pretty, like, solid everywhere. He's pretty underrated, I would say. Um, good wrestling, too, you know. Marcelo, just good everywhere. So I think he probably wins. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards him using the wrestling to win a decision, but I think he could knock out uh, Allison as well. Let me get these comments from our, our boys at the Fight Night Picks. What's going on, guys? He says Allison's at elevation now. Yeah, that's true. That, that could help him for sure. Have to wonder how he uh, how the gains in strength condition will pay off. I mean, he, he definitely needs that to pay off in this fight. But you know, I, I just question how much how much could he have really improved in only a couple of months, right? I, I don't know, man. I I think it's definitely good that he's getting a lot of fights in because he missed two years of his career. But I don't know how much he can improve at age thirty six, Marcel. That's the other thing I'm wondering here. You know, he's an older guy, and I think that that two years really just destroyed his career. I got to be completely honest. Um, at least in the UFC, I think he can go to a smaller organization and, and do well, but. I don't think in the UFC he's, he's a elite guy anymore. Let me answer Jose's question. Hey, Jose, he says, hi, guys. Well, are you surprised Asphalt Pavlovich didn't get put in prelims considering UFC only wants to put irrelevant heavyweight fights on the main card? What card is that on again? 267 or? For, for, for September 4th. September 4th. Event. Okay, it's next week. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's all. I like that fight. We'll talk about that next week, Jose. And Jose saying if Meridov wins, he, he deserves a ranked guy. I agree with that. We'll talk about that fight now, actually. Mackman Meridov against Gerald Mearshart. Um, that's the next fight. And Macron Meridoff, Marcel, massive favorite, minus 600, biggest favorite in the card, plus 450 for Gerald Mearshart. So my thoughts on this one are, you know, before I before you talk about Marcel, we've had so many hard fights to pick lately. And I see this fight and I'm like, finally a fight where I feel like really, really, really confident in the guy. I think Meridoff destroys Gerald Mearshart. I'm sorry to Gerald. Like, I like the guy. He's an underrated submission artist, I guess you could say. But Marcel, uh, two of his last three fights, knockout losses, Meridoff, huge power, Meridov, like 14 fight win streak. I love Meridov in the fight. I think he knocks out Gerald Mishore. What do you think? This fight is 
clearly the UFC wants Muradov to win this fight because stylistically it's a horrible matchup for Mershon. Yep. Because Muradov has also a solid ground game, in my mm -hmm. opinion, you know, but he doesn't show it often because he loves the standing. Um, the, how, did you say minus 600? Kind of yep. crazy, man. So um that, that's big disrespect to Murashaw to be really honest i got i agree with you that Murado should be in favor but minus 600 is huge um although i'll wait you man i think Murado finished him as well man i i think he knocks him out first or second round Muradov has the power uh he he looks very solid in the ufc man he is the only uh, mfa mma fighter signed with uh, the money team for Floyd mayweather yep. um he's a very solid guy man and uh yeah, they're 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 going to be back to back wins for Tajikistan on UFC cards, man. First, uh, side Yakub uh, Kakramanov, and then now it will be uh, Mahmoud Muradov on Saturday. So yeah, right. I was gonna say like so minus six hundred. The implied probability of the winning is 85.7 percent. So you're only yeah. I mean, I think that's right, honestly. I don't think that's wrong, Marcel. I I give actually I would give Gerald even less of a chance to win this fight. I think ten percent um, as an underdog. You know so. I don't want to say there's value in minus 600, but I, I don't see Gerald Mershaw winning this fight. I say this as someone who bet on him against Fabinski and won an underdog in um, his last fight. I like Gerald Mershaw. He's a very good ground fighter, but Marcel, a guy, Macbain Muradov, who to me is a guy on the rise. I think it's going to be not that long until he starts fighting a top 15 guy. I'm 100% with uh, After Jose. this one. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> actually Uriah Hall would be a great fight if he wins this fight. I think that'd be a really fun fight. And, uh, you know, Hall's at that point now where he's probably like a gatekeeper almost. Um, is this this Man. fight's opening the main card, right? This is the opening. Yeah, card. yeah. Do you do you remember when uh, Muradov was supposed to fight Holland, but he he got the card canceled on short notice, right? And everybody was like. Oh man, it sucks, man. Holland would have won. I remember you told me you're still on that, on that stumping on that, uh, or dying yeah, on that way. I'm still like, man, well, how can you say that? Uh, Holland got dodged the bullet that, that day, man, in my opinion. But yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. All right, let's go to the next fight. <clears throat> and um, I got to be honest, like, this is just like the last fight. This is a huge favor here in Andre Petrovsky minus 550 against Michael Gilmore plus 425. If you guys saw the Ultimate Fighter this year, you know why the odds are like this. You got Petrovsky, who's a beast with good submissions against Michael Gilmore, who doesn't look like he can stop a choke. Marcel, he definitely has got some power. I will say this: you know, a lot of people are wondering why he's in the UFC. My only guess is because he was brought in short notice. His manager probably made a deal saying, "I'm going to take this fight on the show only if you give me one fight in the UFC." I think that's what happened here because you know, otherwise he could have been like, "I'm not going to go on the show. Why would I go on the show on short notice and probably lose?" when I can just sign with like another promotion like PFL or Bellator, right? You know what I mean, Marcel? So I think it was a calculated risk by this guy's management, but I don't think it's going to pay off because I think he gets submitted in this fight. I like Andre Petrovsky by submission here a lot. What do you think? Yeah, I also think that Andre Petrovsky was actually supposed to fight Gilbert Urbina. But after Treshawn Gore uh, got injured, they yeah. bumped up Gilbert Urbina, and now he's fighting uh, Gilmore. Um, yeah, I'm with you, man. Petrovsky all the way. I think he subs him first yep. or second round. Um, yep. Not, not, not more else to say. Yeah. I feel really good about the submission. I mean, the, the odds suck, though. I'm looking at right now plus 125. There's, there's really not, not much value at all. I'd rather just probably parlay Petrovsky. I think he's going to win for sure. I, I don't see Michael Gilmer winning. Michael Gilmer's got some power, obviously, but I, Marcel, I don't think he's a UFC caliber fighter. Got to be honest with you, and uh, I don't think he'll win this fight. I think Petrovsky, they see some potential, and they're like, you know what? Let's see what happens. Also, I think it was short notice because I saw Petrovsky on his Instagram said he got the ten call days. 10, 10 days ago. You saw that, eh? So yeah. I don't know. Usually they don't usually they do bring some other guys in from the tough show, but this card or this season wasn't there wasn't a ton of talent. 
um, to be completely honest, except for the top guys, as we saw. We'll talk about them in a few minutes here. But a lot of the lower-level guys, like, they didn't want to bring in. But I think they see something in Petrovsky where he did lose to battle, but the guy's good, Marcel, for sure. And I think he's uh, he's going to look good in this fight. All right, let's go to the next fight. And to me, this is one of the hardest fights in the card to pick as well. I, I think this is one of the best fights in the card. Kevin Lee against Daniel Rodriguez. I love this fight, Marcel. I absolutely love it. And uh, I've got to give him a plug to my friend Cole Shelton. He interviewed uh, uh, Kevin Lee. And Kevin, uh, it's on BJ Penn, and Kevin talked about how they landed on Daniel Rodriguez. What happened was he put an open call out. He said Bilal Muhammad actually said yes to the fight, but he wanted to fight next month. Kevin needs to fight now because he was supposed to fight, if you guys remember, Sean Brady at UFC 264 that got canceled. So this guy needs to fight. He wanted to fight Mike Perry. Mike Perry said no. And the guy who beat Mike Perry down, Rodriguez, steps up. So I actually think it's a better fight for both guys. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, we got Kevin Lee here, Marcel, as a small favorite, minus 155, and Rodriguez plus 135 as an underdog. What do you think is going to happen in this one, man? And do you think it's going to be a fight of the night? Because I absolutely think it could be. Yeah, I'm actually pretty convinced of my pick here, man. Uh, I think uh, Kev Kevin Lee, uh, although he hasn't looked great in, in, in his last fights, I think it's, he's much more talented than Daniel Rodriguez, to be really honest, man. I, I like Rodriguez, you know that. I think he's very solid. He, I, he looked very good. Uh, got that knockout power as well. He has one loss in the UFC against Nicholas Dalby, and that was also a, a close fight. Um, with Kevin, Kevin Lee still has something special to me, man. And also, Kevin Lee is like six or seven years younger than than Daniel Rodriguez, which many people don't think he is because Kevin Lee has been for years in the UFC since he's 22 or something, you know. Um, I favor Lee. I think Lee takes the fight to the ground and, and dominates Daniel Rodriguez there. And I think he wins a unanimous decision. That's what I, I expect, to be honest. Yeah, this is an interesting fight, guys. Uh, you know, Kevin Lee is good. There's no doubt about it. He's good. And he's he's obviously the younger guy in this fight, and surprisingly, he does have the longer reach uh, up at welterweight. But you know, the only time we did see him at welterweight looked okay against RDA, gassed out in the fourth round. This is only a three round fight. I don't know if that will happen, but I don't know, man. I think you know, Kevin Lee's good. Don't get me wrong; he's very good, very talented. I think he could grapple Rodriguez, who has good takedown defense, but he did get taken down by Mike Perry, which is a little bit worrisome, right? Against Kevin Lee, overall, though. Mike, I mean, Dan Rodriguez is super talented, guys. And he, what I like about D-Rod is the the volume striking. I mean, he's got, what, six fights now. He's still averaging over eight significant strikes per 50 minutes, or that's or, uh, per minute, I should say. That's incredible. That's amazing. Like, over six, it's not over one fight, it's over six fights. The guy's volume striking is unbelievable. If, if Kevin Lee can't get him down, I think he's in trouble on the feet. I really do. And D-Rod is a very good striker, and... I don't know, man. I, I think D-Rod's grappling is pretty good too, Marcel. So on a card where a lot of favorites are going to win, I think I might take the underdog in this one and go with Dan Rodriguez, Marcel. So I know you're very convinced in Kevin Lee, and I, I can't blame you because he's got the wrestling and everything, but I think Rodriguez is very underrated, guys, and I think he can win this fight. I'll take him as an underdog. Uh, Dan Rodriguez by decision. All right, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. The, the uh, finale of the tough Bantamweight tournament, Ricky Turkios against Brady Highstand. This is a great fight, guys. It's only three rounds, keep it in mind, by the way. Minus 160 for Ricky, plus 140 for Brady. What do you think? Yeah, um, this is uh, Team Alpha Male against Sigjitsu. Uh, Ricky Tercios uh, has been trying for years to get in the UFC, man. I remember he was in the 2017 uh, Dana White Contender Series. Actually, it was the very first episode against Boston Salmon, one of the better fights of that season as well. Um, he lost the decision. Um, then only fought three times after that, uh, a loss to Mana Martinez, which is possible. You know, he was against Josh Paiva and against, for me, an unknown guy. Um, 
he, he then he fought in the, in the Ultimate Fighter. I think he looks solid, man. I I think it didn't really look anything like wow, like Brady has looked in the Ultimate Fighter, in my opinion. But he looks solid, you know. If you look at Brady, um, Brady actually has one had one really legit opponent on on his on his record, and that was Chad Anhaliger. I don't know how to say that exactly. But he lost that fight. Um, if you look in the Ultimate Fighter. My favorite, Brady, but I look at the bigger picture. I think Ricky Tursos wins the fight by unanimous decision. There you go. You know, I got to be honest. Like, what I'm seeing is everyone's taking Ricky in this fight. So I think both guys are good prospects, but I actually think Brady's the better prospect. And I think his wrestling is going to be good enough to win this fight. I actually like him as an underdog here uh, quite a bit. Um, this guy is very good. And, you know, Turkios, yeah, he did win his fights, but he got taken down in those fights, Marcel. And he outlasted the guys, but Brady's very good, very tough. And, what I like about Brady is he's he's so young. He's only 22, guys. He's and not like Ricky's old. He's only 28, I think. Right? He's super young too. But this guy's born in '99. He's super young. He's getting better. Um, I I think he can win with the wrestling, Marcel. And and I loved seeing him smash Vince Murdoch like that with the ground and pound. That was a good win. I think Reddinghouse is a good win too. I think that is a quality win. So I think this guy fought yes. really tough fights in the house. I think Turkios fought tough guys too. But I think Brady fought tougher guys. And I will take him as an underdog. And I will say this as well. Historically, a lot of underdogs in the Ultimate Fighter win the finale, guys. So keep that in mind. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of hype behind Turkios right now, but you got to watch the hype sometimes. And I think this is a, is a spot where the wrestler can can uh, kind of outlast the, the – uh, I, I, I wouldn't just say Turkios is a striker. He's a, he's a well-rounded guy. But I think Brady, the wrestling is dominant, and I think he will win this fight, Marcel. So that's my pick. And Daniel said, uh, oh, he likes D-Rod there. Of course, because you, you guys have the same name. You can't pick against the guy with the same name as you, Daniel Edwards. Come on. I'm just kidding. But, yeah, I like D-Rod in that fight, too. So it's crazy, right? Like, I didn't really like any dogs, and now I like two dogs in a row. Now, let's, let's hear your thoughts on this one, Marcel. We have the finale of the Ultimate Fighter middleweight division. Brian Battle taking on Gilbert Arena. Now, we got to keep in mind, Trishon Gore was supposed to fight in the finale. Trishon Gore, I think, probably would have won the, the season. The guy is a very talented prospect. But Brian Battle is very talented too, and Gilbert Arena is not ba not bad as well. And uh, this should be a good fight, Marcel. I mean, I would have rather seen Gore versus Battle, but this is not a bad uh, consular fight, I guess you could say. And the good thing is they're going to give Gore a contract, I believe. Dana White said that. So give me your thoughts on this one. We have Brian Battle minus 157, plus 137, Gilbert Arena. Urbina, what do you think? By the way, Trayshawn Gore, how he looks, he really kind of reminds me of Darren Till for some reason. I don't know why. Um, so Brian Battle against uh, Gilbert Urbina. Yeah, I think Brian Battle looked very solid, man, in, in the Ultimate Fighter season. I, I didn't hear uh, about him before the, before the show, you know, so I was actually kind of surprised. And it wasn't the guy. By the way, Volkanovski has four guys in, in the finale, man. Is that, is that crazy? Well, many people were saying, like, um, Ortega had the best team picks, you know, before the show, before the season. Um, Gilbert Urbina, uh, he, he had some, he had some solid guys on on his record. I think uh, I, it's the last one in the Ultimate Fighter. He got he got uh, one punch knockout by Trishan Gore right mm -hmm. in the third round. Um, for that looks solid. It's it, it's difficult in my opinion, man. I, I'm not I'm not one hundred percent sure. And I don't know if you're 100% sure with who you're going to pick. Um, man, I, I I still favor battle, man. But I wouldn't be surprised if Urbina wins the fight because Urbina is pretty pretty solid overall, in my opinion. So I'm going with battle. I don't know who's the favorite in this fight, but I'm going with battle. 
Battle's a favorite. Yeah, he's a small favorite. Minus mm. 157. Small favorite, not huge. I, I think he probably wins too. I like this guy, man. I think he's really good, actually. Um, very well-rounded guy. Good striking. Pretty good grappling too. This guy's a good prospect. You know what, Marcel? I actually, it's on YouTube. You guys can watch. He beat Impa Kasangan in, uh, in 2018. The fight's on YouTube. He completely out-wrestled Impa. That's interesting to me. You know, Impa's a good grappler and a good striker too. That's a good quality win. And it was an amateur fight still. The guy's good, you know, and I think Urbina's not bad either. I was watching that fight with Sean Brady again. I mean, he, he didn't get finished, I guess you could say. Um, and the fights at Kobachi looked decent as well. And he's a, I think he's a, the third Urbina brother, I want to say. Third or second in the UFC, Marcel. Third, I want to say. Third, I think. Yeah, third, third, yeah. So it's interesting. Like, his whole family's been in it. Um, the guy is, uh, he's a decent fighter. I think, you know, he's not bad, but I, I like battle a lot more. And one thing about battle is interesting is, uh, he fought for the, the Showcase MMA promotion, which is a, is a promotion that uh, me and James cover for that website, Spectation Sports. Um, they, they have a lot of like up-and-coming prospects. He was a guy that was featured last year, not when I was working for them. I just started with them this year and same with James, but that's cool. You know what I mean? So like this is a, I'm going to see some guys coming up um, in that promotion because I do cover it. Uh, I think this guy is really good, Marcel. He's a good striker, good grappler, and I think he wins this fight. Give me Brian Battle. I think – you think he stops Grover being it, or do you think a decision – uh, going with the decision, man. I got to think about it a bit more, but I think battle, man, he looks like a real finisher to me. So I think it's possible. And Urbina coming off that brutal left hook knockout loss. That was absolutely brutal. Till and Gore have been seen at the same time. So person, you guys are crazy. Um, okay, let's go to the main event, guys. Cannot wait to talk about this one, man. Edson Barboza against Shiga Chikatsi. Holy smokes. What a fight, Marcel. Oh, can't wait for this one. This fight's amazing, guys. We have pick-em odds, guys. Minus 110 each, Marcel. Literally a pick-em, Marcel. Whoa, crazy one. Let me get this comment first. Ottoman Aztar versus Terrence McKinney, probably in Abu Dhabi. I saw Terrence was getting another fight. That's a really fun fight. Thanks for uh, telling us, Theodore. Give me your thoughts on the main event, Marcel. We have Edson Barboza and Jimmy Chatsy. It's, it's a pick em fight. Very hard fight to call. What are you thinking? Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a hard fight to call, but um, I, I'm favoring here somebody, definitely. I think um, if you look at Edson Barboza lately, uh, many people go going to fall over that he lost three in a row and then he won two in a row. In a row. Those three in a row he lost, I still think he beat Felder and he beat Danige, you know? So he should be in a four-fight win streak. And his wins over Makwan Amerikani, solid, and he, he stopped J Shane Burgos by a punch in the third round. So that was really impressive to me. Look at Giga Chikatse. He has looked very good, definitely in his last fight, where we had that uh, typical Giga kick to the body of Kip Cup Swanson, and uh, he won via knockout in the first round early. Uh, his other fights wins over Jamie Simmons, a fight he should win. Omar Morales, he looked good in that fight. Erwin Rivera and Jamal Amos, where we talked about earlier, and he won also against Brandon Davis' split decision, which was originally called a draw, if you remember correctly, in, the, in Denmark back then. So, yes, um, I, I was watching that fight back the other day. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, we also saw him losing to Austin Springer in the in the uh, Denmark contender series, but that's three years ago. Uh, he has just looked solid since. The thing is, both guys are standing. I think if it if it hits the ground, that Barbosa might have the the edge over over Giga on the ground. Maybe you disagree with me, but that's what I think. Doesn't hit the hit the ground. I don't know, man. Um, it's super tough to pick, but I still favor Edson Barbosa. I think he has done. He has he had uh, the more difficult opponents so far. He has he has uh, done more definitely in the UFC. Uh, both guys are in their 30s, so doesn't uh, really uh, change that. It's not like somebody's in his 20s and one is in the mm -hmm. 40s. Um, competitive fight. I still go with Barbosa. I go with the stoppage in the third round. I think he can do it. Well, your boy. Uh... 
I heard uh, Georgius is here, and, he, and he, sorry, Georgius, yeah, I'm just so, honest. <laughs> so he, I don't know if he's going to be happy about this one, guys. I'll, I'll, I'll give my thoughts in a honest. second here, but uh, Azatar's waistband will be bolted to his wrist. That's funny. Yeah, Dana White's got to make sure he doesn't uh, shimmy across the windows again. Fight night picks like Edson Barboza. Like, well, I love the fight. Uh, it's an amazing fight, and so my thoughts are: it's not the easiest fight to call by any means, but I'm I'm with you guys. I think Edson Barboza wins this fight. And the number one thing that I look at is the level of competition, like. It's not Jiga's fault who's been fighting. He's looked good and he's done what he's had to do with the six yeah. wins. But honestly, Marcel, the only really quality win he has is Cobb Swanson. You know, and I guess you know, Emmers and Morales are decent fighters. They're not like top 15, but they're decent. But Barboza has been fighting killers for 10 years in the UFC and he's still looking good in these fights. And like the like look at the wins he has. Like, and they're so good too. Like Dan Hooker just destroyed him. Daniel Darius. Shane Burgos last fight looked amazing. I, I really thought he beat Dan Ige. I also think he beat Paul Felder. I think he should be on a four-fight win streak right now. So this is a guy that I think, you know, is is actually on a little bit of a, a run right now. And I do think he can make a run for the featherweight title, Marcel. I, I, I think he looked amazing um, uh, in the last fight with Burgos. I thought he looked, you know, great against Amir Khani. And against Ige, he should have won that fight, guys. We all know that. But yeah, you know, he has lost a few times. But I'll tell you, you look at the guys he's lost to um, – yeah, mostly it's grapplers like Kevin Lee and Khabib, but then the strikers he lost to, Justin Gaethje and and Michael Johnson and and Donald Cerrone. But the difference, those guys are there. There are guys that pressure for they pressure forward, and that's that's not really Jiga's game. Jiga's a very patient striker, and he's a very good striker. And don't get me wrong, he could win this fight, but I got to make a pick here. My pick's going to be Edson Barboza, Marcel. I just think the level of competition is just it's night and day, in my opinion. And you know, I, I know what Jig is saying about. You know, he think he's the better striker. It's possible he is, and I think if that's mm -hmm. the case, that Edson can wrestle him a little bit too. Um, training an American top team—that's a gym that I really believe in. I like him, King's MMA too. Don't get me wrong, but as the the American top team is really on a roll right now, guys. I'm going with Edson Barboza. I don't know if it's decision or if it's a, a TKO, but I, I think he does win. But interesting fight. I'm sorry, Georgia, and I, we we both like Jiga a lot. Um, I've actually bet on Jiga. I think in all of his fights in the UFC. Um, I've definitely bet on the last couple for sure. And the guy is is a beast. I love the guy, but you, it's a tough matchup, I think. What are you going to say? You're also, you're also pissing off Georgie. How you I'm, say yes, yes, I'm going to read the comments. Oh, no, how do you say his first name? You said uh, you said Jiga. It's Giga. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Giga. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, uh, Georgie. <laughs> I, saw, I actually saw the tweet yesterday. I sure remember this. Giga Chikatsi. Is that right? I think that's right, right? Giga? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. I actually saw the tweet yesterday. <laughs> I should have pronounced it properly. My bad. No person's landing a single takedown. It's Giga even after training for like three months. I think his I think his wrestling defense has got a lot better for sure from what we've seen. Um, the Austin Springer fight, you know, he's, he was winning that fight and he got caught in the third round. I don't think that's going to happen again. But you know, Marcel, I just think Barboza is such a good striker. He's so good he at is. striking. He's so fast yeah. too. I think he's the faster guy, and I think that will be the difference in this fight. That's my honest opinion. And I love Giga pronouncing it right. Hopefully, uh, Georgie, yeah. what are you going to say? The dude who said Darius McKinney against Otman Azai. Yeah, yeah, tell yeah. Us where, right, tell us where you found that, man. I can't find it anywhere. No worries. Yeah, let us know where you found that, uh, Theodore. He says if the fight goes longer than three rounds, Giga will gas. He gets tired. Giga hasn't fought one good. He's most of his cub out of his prime. I, I think that's a, that's actually fair, I think, to say. But he did what he had to do, guys. Like, he's been winning his fights. It's just, you know, he hasn't fought an elite. This is the first elite guy's fought, Marcel. If he goes on there and beats Edson by knockout, that's... That elevates him right up there to the top of the division, in my opinion. I, 
I tell you, dude, I have already one hundred percent a message from Georgie in my uh, <laughs> in my one hundred percent. I know this guy's gonna hate us. I'm sorry, Georgie. We, we actually both like you. Respect. We <laughs> yeah. both like you. Respect you. And actually, I like the Georgie fighters a lot. And uh, they're all Same. really good, and they make us a lot of money usually on this podcast. But in this case, I gotta go with my boy Edson. Daniel likes Giga though, so there's a guy that likes Giga. I heart uh, Georgia says uh, Giga is not getting tired of late rounds. All his emotions he explained to me. He has solid card and has now learned to control his emotions in the cage. Uh, Diego Lopez? I don't know who's that. Diego Lopez. Why Diego Lopez is uh, replacing Kusen Ashkabov against Joanna Sombrito in the first uh, contender series. Oh, contender series. Yes, 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 yes. He's a lu- lu- the uh, the Lux champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that? that's a good promotion actually. Yeah, Lux, right? Yeah. So that's not bad. That's in Mexico, I want to say. I think it is. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no worries, man. Listen, like it's it's so tough sometimes, like because me and Marcel have a lot of respect for Giga, but I just think that yeah. you know Edson. I you know Marcel, I gotta be honest. The first, I, I don't know if I told you this, the first card I ever went to was, uh, first UFC card I ever went to, UFC 123 in yeah. uh, Detroit. That was the Machida Rampage card. That's the first car I ever went to. My, my buddies drove down from Toronto to Detroit. It was amazing. It's 11 years ago now. Um, he was on that card against this guy, Mike Lulo. I actually haven't watched that fight since I've seen it. And I was watching it the other day and the kicks were so brutal in that fight, Marcel. And I remember becoming, instantly becoming a fan of the guy. I've always been a fan of him. I know he struggled at times in the UFC, but I, I like the guy here. All right, uh, any more comments here? Uh, Glenn says, I, I suggest a forfeit if Giga wins. Full Georgian outfits for me both. Uh, Daniel says, never seen Barbosa against a real kickboxer. That's true, too. I mean, Gaethje, I, well, yeah, he's an MMA striker, I guess. Michael Johnson's a decent striker. He did lose those fights, to be fair, but and Cerrone, too. But I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It should be an interesting one. Um, my legs are going to ache watching Giga and Edson throw leg kicks. You know, I will say this, like, I think, you know, Giga's got some good low kicks, but he, his high kicks and body kicks are more of his, his game, whereas Edson, the low kicks, I think, are much faster and better, and I think he's got nasty body kicks too, Marcel. I also think Edson has the better hands too. I got to be honest with you. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I saw I saw Giga's interview with Mar- with uh, Cole, and he's like, I'm the better striker. I'm going to prove it. I don't know yet, Marcel. I got to be honest with you. Like, he does have the glory experience, but – We'll see. It's it should possible. be a great fight. It's, possible. it's an amazing yeah. – it, it is. It is possible. It should, it's an amazing fight. Um, it is. It's not official yet, but as Tar mentioned live on his Instagram, we'd probably fight the guy to be Frivola. Uh, Terrence posted on Twitter like two days ago that he has a fight book, so that, that seems like likely to me. It would. Ottoman's – yeah, he's a lightweight too. He's coming off – I think he knocked out Kama Worthy, right? Andre, you missed the Leavers Rodriguez prediction. Go back, um, Andre, but uh, spoiler alert, I guess. I picked D-Rod and – Marcel picked Kevin Lee. Um, this, we have 20 minutes left, guys. We've got quite a bit of time left. So yeah, we'll talk about some what, news what and stuff. Let's talk about the start a little bit more, too. What are you going to say, Marcel? Yeah, so yeah, what the hell? Since when I know, so I'm surprised that we actually not 20 minutes, sorry, 10 minutes. I, I'm reading the clock wrong. My, my apologies. But we have like, you know, 10 plus minutes. So we have some time. Uh, Edson Bart fought and beat Hooker Kickboxer. Yeah, I mean, that fight was so brutal. I was watching that again. The, the nasty, the body shots he, he threw in that shot. My, my God, eh? Marcel, like, I don't know how. Dan Hooker survived that. That was incredible. He eventually got gave in to the body shots, but amazing. Um, yeah. Anything else on this card before you just talk about some news and stuff? Um, anything else you want to mention for this event? Not really, to be honest, man. Just enjoy the show. It's uh, again very late over here, uh, 4 a.m. Main card starting. That's that's the thing with big ESPN cards, man. Yeah. Big ESPN cards are always late. It was on ESPN Plus. We 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 finished earlier, you know. I know. So uh, September 4th is actually a very early card. It's uh, I think it's like um, it's six hours earlier actually the main card on uh, September fourth. So right. no, I know, I know. From, 
Yeah, no, but, uh, I, I agree. I think it's. I wish it was a little bit earlier too. Yeah, but also, um, also, P, also PFL man on, on Thursday. You know, they, uh, they, they start with the with the. Main yeah, we're gonna talk about that 10, in a second. 10, I just yeah. pulled it up. I want to just get these comments, and we'll talk about PFL. Uh, uh Georgie says, "Do you do you see the winner of uh, Edson and uh, Giga fighting a top three? I don't think top three, but I think like, they'll get the, they'll get someone like like I would hope like Yair or Zabit or I don't know what those happening with those guys, but even a cater or something would be good. Someone like up there." What's least key to victory? I think Marcel said he'll wrestle Dan Rodriguez, whereas I think he's going to kind of struggle with the takedowns, but we'll see. Jose's asking about the Kevin Lee, the Sean Shelby article. So I was asking the guy that told me about it. He doesn't know yet, but I mean, there's something to that. Uh, Jose, I wish I could say more, but I, I got to wait to see this article comes out. Uh, Al, the biggest scoop. I don't know. I, I You know, I'll message Al. I'll, I'll message him because I know he has a fight, guys. It's a, it's a nice fight um, in the UFC, but I don't think it's official yet. And he's waiting for the confirmation of both sides, I believe, with but you can't for sure can't scoop that uh, the, uh, the how can I say this in a good way? He can't scoop that the upcoming for for some time. He can't scoop that at this moment, man. Yeah, well, hopefully it happens. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not like it's a, a massive fight by any means, Jose. But I think you would be. I think you'd like to fight, Jose. I, I I can't say what it is because I told Al that I, I was. I, uh, it's off the record, so I can't say it. But it's a decent fight. That's what I'll say. It's not like it's. It's not a pay-per-view fight or anything, guys, but it's a decent prelim fight. You'll be interested in it, Jose, I think, particularly. Let's talk about PFL quickly, Marcel. We've got a few minutes left here. Let's just talk about the main card, especially the uh, tournament fights. So we've got Featherweight. We've got Brendan Lofton against Moivid Kabuliev. And the odds for this one, let me pull them up here. Um, right now we have a minus 130 for Movlid and uh, plus 110 for Brendan. So what do you think is going to happen in this one? Um, I, I honestly, you know, I'm very high on Mofli Kabulaev, man. I think dude is amazing. Uh, and Brandon Lofnin is super tough, super, uh, solid. You know, uh, the UFC missed big time on him because Dana was like, oh, we're not going to give him a contract. I don't know why not. Probably I was still pissed for something that happened uh, during the ultimate fight. I think with that, do you remember with those texting, uh, to the family at home? With all those English guys, uh, Brandon was a part of that also. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Just stupid. You know, Bill Aljo got signed later. And Lofnay won the fight, didn't get signed. I'm still pissed about it. But I'm happy Lofnay is in the PFL right now. He has a good chance to make it as well, man. But my, my, my I think Muffley will probably win the fight. Muffley is really good. Um, I've been high for, for on him since he was at Fight Nights Global uh, in, in Russia. And uh, you remember, man, he still has that crazy quick, quickest knockout in PFL yeah. with that uh, with that knee against Damon Jackson. Yeah. Um, he also looked good against Harrison. I think that that won the draw or something or not. Yeah. Or, I don't know. That should yeah. have been a win for Kabilaev, in my opinion. He did lose to Daniel uh, Pineda that can overturn. That's one loss he did. Yeah, true. I think yeah. was juicing or something. I want to say like so. Yeah, he didn't Pineda run through the final, but couldn't fight the final. Yeah. So um, could Kabilaev yeah. kick? Uh, yeah, I'm going with Kabulai. I finish or decision? I think he was, uh, with a decision, man. I'm leaning a little bit towards Kabulai too. To be just a little bit more dangerous, man. But Lofton is good, guys. Like I, he thinks he's looked really good in, in PFL too. So I'm not like completely, um, you know, all in on Mavlid, But I'm going to pick him here, and I think he is rightfully favored. Let me get these comments. Uh, Lynn says, "Has Gracie seen her first UFC yet?" She watched. Um, it was uh, two sixty-five. She actually watched with me, Glenn. So I think she was four days old. I, and I, and I changed my picture on Twitter, so I'm holding her. She got on TV there for a brief second during the, the Menefield and, and Herman fight, which was my favorite fight in that card, so that was cool. Thanks for asking, Glenn. I appreciate it. She's doing really well, by the way. 
Uh, Jose's asking about uh, Gillespie and Ferguson. I would like to see that fight. I think it makes sense. Um, I saw Kevin Lee also talking about uh, wanting to fight Ferguson at welterweight. That would be a good fight too. Be an interesting fight. Um, rematch. What did you say, Marcel? Uh, sorry, man. I saw a message, man. Um, you know, you know, I'm a huge Ajax fan, right? And uh, they're they're in a certain uh, champ. They are in the Champions League. That you get okay. millions over okay. there when you're in that competition. And the, let's say uh, like the concurrent in our competition was trying to qualify for it as well. And if they qualify, we have to split the millions with them. But they didn't qualify, so let's go. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. A, sorry. No, it's okay. No worries. Tristan, what's up, man? Listen to your guys' breakdowns of my work. I love that, bro. Um, I don't know, Tristan, if you were here from the beginning. Go back and listen. We, we talked for the first 45 minutes about UFC um, and gave our picks for that. Theodore says, what do you guys think of Love? Uh, who do you guys think of Love striking Abu Dhabi's on the card? No opponent. Is that true, Marcel? He's on, he's on that card? Um, who? At Movsar Evlov. Movsar. No, he's not going to be on the card. Oh, I, I know okay. that, I, that there's a picture with Movsar against TBA. You yeah, know, yeah. But he's not going to be on that card. No. Yeah, it's uh, the, the Abu, Kab, Abu Dhabi card is filled completely. Uh, Jose is asking about any Georgian heavyweights, and, and Georgie said that they no one they don't have anyone. Someone died, and who's that that passed away? Uh, was it um, what's his name? Uh, the guy from M1, right? Wasn't the guy? Uh, I don't know. Gurgram Gurtatsaladze or something is that his name? Gurum, yeah, or no? Sorry, not Gurum. Sorry, guys, no, that guy's no. in the UFC right now. What's his yeah. name? Gurin Gurtavishvili or something? Guginsvili, that's his name. He passed away, right? Yeah. I think that's the guy that, that Georgie's talking about. Um, let me pull you guys up here. Gorum, I think this is the guy, right? Didn't he pass away or something? I want to say. I think it's this guy. Yeah, yeah, here he was. Yeah, I'm right about that. I remember that. I just sent the uh, the link in there, guys. You guys can check him out. Um, Jose's asking about, uh, and by the way, rest in peace to that, man. Um, Lebanese uh, heavyweight, Charleb Diab. Don't know a lot about him, but I like the, the uh, UAE card. But I do actually remember, you know what's crazy? Um, uh, Georgie, I actually used to, I used to get uh, the channel, um, the Super Channel, I think it was called, and they played all the uh, the M1 cards back in the on, on Showtime. So I used to watch M1 back in the day, and I remember him fighting like Max and Grisham in, in M1. So it's pretty crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I remember watching. I've been watching the sport a long time. So have you, Marcel, I remember watching yeah. this guy fight, and it's really sad he passed away. Um, he actually has a, a submission over Maxim Grisham, Marcel, who's in the UFC now. So uh, it's too bad. Um, yeah, it is a shame. Uh, what's next for Toporia? I don't know. I think he should get a top fifteen guy. I mean, he's in the he's ranked now. I think. I mean, he's he's unbelievable. Yeah. I would like to see him get a top fifteen guy. Be interesting. Maybe Rachel. even like winner of Barboza or Giga. Or they they should get someone ranked higher. I guess. Um, Great fighter, man. Yeah, I agree. Let me get your last quick picks here. Chris Wade against Bobby Jenkins and PFL. What do you think is uh, this one? The odds are minus one eighty five for Bobby, plus one sixty. Chris Wade. What do you think? I'm so, so impressed with Baba Jenkins against Lance Palmer. You know, he, yep. uh, everybody, I think, crossed Lance Palmer over there. And he he, he dominated him, man. I was so impressed with that. So I'm, I'm leading Lance Palmer, or I'm leading uh, Baba Jenkins in that one, man. Maybe that's kind of, that, that kind of sounds like a casual pick right here, but I'm really leading Baba Jenkins. Fair enough. Um, I think he could win. I think it's a close fight. I, I think Wade's looked really good, man. And he's, he's showing more evolution in his game with the striking, too. So... I kind of lean towards the dog a little bit in that fight. I think it's a close fight at the wrestling. I think his striking is better. So, you know, Chris Wade's never even finished either. He's a very tough guy. A guy that I think should be in the UFC, Marcel. He got cut because his style is not very exciting, but he's a very good mm -hmm. fighter. Antonio Carlos Jr. versus Man, uh, Miliano Sordi. Antonio Carlos Jr. minus 170. Uh, He-Man Sordi plus 150. What do you think? 
difficult man but i think uh listen antonio carlos jr i had so many ho high hope for him and then i remember he losing to daniel kelly in the ufc it was like yeah. how you know no disrespect to kelly but how and um uh, he, he he sometimes he, he looks very good and then he underperforms like you're like how can he lose this fight and he, he looks not solid at all uh sorry so sorry i kind of the same man sometimes he really looks good but then remember when you fought ryan span in the contender series where i got stopped within 35 seconds but uh, i mean I, I know that he has looked good pretty good in this uh he only fought once i think in, in this uh, season yeah. and in my opinion i didn't agree on that decision with him going through because i think there was uh there was with corey hendrix right and corey yes. hendrix needed one fight for four points and he needed two fights for four points yeah. So that didn't make sense to me. And the, the rule was or something like he should be go through because he made two times weight. And I was like, what the hell? He got two chances to get more points. Yeah. Does it make sense to me? Um, I'm favoring Antonio Carlos Jr. in this fight, man. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for TFL is it, they need three uh, regular season. Two, two fights is not enough. You need three regular season fights. Like they have been doing. Yeah. I think because of COVID, they only want to do two this year. But hopefully next year, you go back to three. Um, because you need that third fight, I think, because it's not a lot of guys got screwed this year. Like Nathan Schulte got screwed; he didn't make it in. He, he tied with uh, I can't remember who he tied with. I think Chris Wade, I think. All right, last fight. Uh, sorry, my pick would be um, man. It's tough because I like Sorty, but you know he really disappointed against uh, um, what's his name, Chris Camozzi, Marcel, and that worries mm -hmm. me. You know, I'm gonna go with. I guess I'll lean toward Junior with the wrestling, and then the last fight would be Martin Hamlet against Cesar Ferreira. Martin Hamlet minus 150, Ferreira plus 130. So Ferreira's an underdog here after losing to Chris Camozzi, the guy I just talked about. Um, what do you think is going to happen to this one, Hamlet or Ferrer? Very difficult fight to pick, to be honest, man. Um, I'm slightly still leaning towards uh, Cesar Ferreira to get the win. I think he is uh, more, more. how do you say that? Uh, he has more experience against better fighters, in my opinion. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Hamlet wins the fight, man. I think it's it's a close fight. It's as close as it can be, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's like, how do you say that? The form of the day, who, who shows up will probably win the fight. It's, that's it's that's be fair. Close fight. The biggest problem with with Ferrer's his chin, right? But is Hamlet mm -hmm. this knockout artist that's going to knock him out? I'm not sure. I think there might be actually value in Ferrer's and dog, but I don't know if he's the kind of guy I want to trust with my money. You know what I mean, Marcel? He's just he's a very yeah. very talk about chinny guy. You talk about well, he determined. Cesar Ferrer might be one of the chinniest guys I've ever seen, but when he's on, he's very talented too. Uh, we got a few more. We got two minutes left, guys. So we'll just take these last few questions. We'll plug our stuff and get out of here. Updates on Demiris Mogalov. Haven't heard anything. Nothing. Weighted featherweight's long. I like him at featherweight too, uh, Tristan. I think he's actually quite good. And he, he that knockout win his last fight looked phenomenal. And his odds are always good too. And he keeps winning. So it's pretty nuts. UFC 267 stacked as fuck. Sure is, man. Love it. Will Brad Riddell fight again this year? Not sure. Um, I saw some dumbass on Twitter say that Drew Dober should get cut after the fight with Riddell. I'm like, are you dumb? That was an amazing fight. That <laughs> <laughs> was so good. It was such a good fight. <laughs> By the way, it always annoys me when people say this guy should get cut. You're pretty much why saying you somebody should, get, should, should lose their job. job. I know, exactly. Yeah. so dumb. Marcus is great show. Thanks so much, Marcus. Marcus is one of my favorite uh, listeners. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up here. Marcel, plug yourself. Let's get out of here, man. Yeah, it's still the same for your legit MMA news. Big Marcel24 on Twitter and Instagram. And MMADNA.nl also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Awesome. You guys can follow me on Twitter at MMADMartinPodcast, MMADOnTwitter.com, or YouTube. Spotify, iTunes, all those places. Uh, I'm also available at bjpen.com, miamianews.com. Um, this week I'll also have an article about Elite Fantasy, Elite Sports Betting on Friday with my uh, bets and DFS picks for this card. 
Um, and the other thing is uh, Spectation Sports. I got a couple of articles coming out on uh, Marcel's favorite fight of the weekend, Jake Paul and Tyra Woodley, which we did not get a chance to talk about. Do you want to give a pick for it, Marcel? We've got 30 seconds left. Do you want to give a pick for the card? Obviously, I go for Woodley, man. I don't there care what people say. There you go. <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. I'm actually still thinking about it. I think it's not an easy fight to call at all, but you know, Woodley is an underdog. <laughs> it's interesting. And Georgie says, at last, he's going to scream your name when he beats Edson. He better scream. Adam and Marcel, I hate you. I'm going to knock you out now. He's like, I'm going to go I'm gonna go oh, get Patty uh, Pimblet. We'll tag team against you guys. If he says that, that he hates me, for example, I think uh, Patty Pimblet might become his friend or something. You know? I know. I know. All right, guys, have a great day. And, and Theodore says he likes Woody, too. We'll talk about that uh, next week on Monday. We'll be back Monday, guys, with Marcel. Have a great weekend, guys. Good luck with your